Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Born to Talk Radio Show. I'm your host, Marsha Witeka. Conversations plus connections equals community. Those are my three C's. The heart of my show is what's your story? It's my belief we all have stories. Some are similar, others are uniquely different. Storytelling brings the passions of my guests to life through our conversations. So be prepared to be entertained, informed, and inspired. Welcome to today's show. Well, hello, everybody, and thank you for joining me today. What a treat you are in for. My guest today is Vera Oyeyaana. She is the founder and executive director of a nonprofit, Oye Polivar Hut. Welcome to the podcast, Vera. Thank you so much for having me. It is truly my deep honor to be here with you. I can't thank you enough for this opportunity. Well, it's mutual. It is absolutely mutual, and I I like to talk to my guests ahead of time for those of you listening to this podcast, just so I can get to know my guests and and have a chance to know something about them. And when, when Vera and I spoke on the phone a few weeks ago, it was like, oh, my gosh, we were all over the place talking about common interests. We were talking about basketball. We were just like two buddies <laughs> getting together on the phone. It was just, it was incredible. But what we're going to be talking about today is equally just amazing. And for those of you that are listening, because um, Vera does have a, a website, and I'm going to spell it for you so that you can find it. And I will also include that in my website. But here is how you find her 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 website. It is spelled O-Y-E-P-A-L-A-V-E-R-H-U-T dot org. And I'll make sure that that's included so that you can see perhaps even while you're listening the photos the photos on your website are just remarkable they 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 exude so much love and joy and i thought we could start off by you telling us a little bit about yourself and then we will get into what it is you do so tell us a little bit about you well I am, oh, my name, Vera, you said it nicely, Vera Oyeyaana, and I'm affectionately known as Auntie Oye. I am from Liberia, West Africa. Liberia was founded in the 1800s by free African-American ex-slaves from the United States. So my ancestry is part African and part American because my great-grandparents were Americans. They were here. My great-grandmother came from Virginia, Mm. and my great-grandfather came from Georgia. If you are aware of the uh, slave icon, Harriet Tubman, I am related to her. (gasps) And so no they kidding. went to they went to Liberia. So 
so my great-grandparents went to Liberia, and so I am third-generation Liberian. And uh, if you, I don't know if you've, have you traveled to Africa at all? I have. Okay, so Liberia is in the West. But do you have not, have you been to West Africa? No, I was to South Africa. Okay, yes, so I'm from the West. And uh, growing up, Wonderful space, wonderful, oh, the best thing we like about uh, Liberia were the beaches. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I can't swim <laughs> because we, we, we were told because they have a serious undertow current and oh. so, much, so much drowning, so we had to promise our parents that we wouldn't go in the water. If you wanted to go back to the beach, you had to be honest. So the most we could do was walk and let the water just hit your feet. And that was fine by us, you know, (laughs) because we did not want to disobey our parents and we wanted to go back to the beach. And uh, that, that was the big, I mean, that was a great thing to do, to go to the beach. The other thing... I enjoy and I miss a lot the fresh fruits. So fortunately for me, I'm, I'm get I get to do that every day working with children. So we eat fresh fruits. So the the fast food in Liberia is fruits. Hmm. So I didn't grow up on McDonald's. That's <laughs> what we grew up on. If you if you were hungry, they told you go to the Pick a banana, get a mango, or you can have some uh, avocado. And so we eat a lot of fresh fruit. And uh, a lot of times I I just, you you know, sometimes, you know, when you, you have had and enjoy the food, the taste lingers, and I, and I see that the taste can last. Forever, I, mm. I feel it, and so I know whenever I go back. I was in Africa, I was in Liberia, 2012, and I haven't gone back because when I every time I wanted to go back, then we had the Ebola outbreak. All right. Now after that, we've had COVID. Right. And so I decided, well, I'll go to other places, Cuba, and different other places that I, uh-huh. I want to, 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 to visit. But Liberia, growing up, like I say, it, it was idyllic. It was, it, it was a lot of fun. Um, I was reading a magazine article yesterday about, uh, uh, in, in People's Magazine, about an actress who said she started drinking at seven. Oh I couldn't goodness. imagine Seven years old, we never hmm. thought about it. No. But I no. mean, I'm, I'm thinking that this was an illness. And so right. when, when, I, when I see, because I work with children, I, I see a lot of hardships. I see a lot of kids in trauma. And I didn't understand it. And now I'm getting be- better at it because I, I attend workshops and, sem- uh, and seminars. But yes, my my life was great. 
And I thank my parents and I thank my ancestors for the culture. So I'm grateful to be able to share that with people. And this is what I do every day of the week. Every opportunity I get is to share Africa with people, West Africa, because a lot of people stereotype, and the stereotype is back and forth. Africans stereotype Americans. Americans do the same. Mm-hmm. But the children, the, the best people I have encountered and work with are the children. The only thing they want to do is to have fun. Right. And it takes me back to my childhood because that's all I wanted to do was to have fun. <laughs> oh, that, <laughs> and, and isn't so, that perfect? So yeah. let's, let's talk about this nonprofit that, that you started. It's been nearly 30 years. Is that right? Yes. And okay. I, I am a, I'm professionally, I'm a storyteller. Yes. And this is how I make my living and how I came into it we had a civil war in Liberia in 1990. And uh, I left Liberia and came to Los Angeles, came to Los Angeles because that that was home base. And uh, people used to ask me about the situation about Liberia. And so what I would do, invite friends, prepare dinner, have friends, come over and, and talk and, you know, tell them about it, have music. And then they said, but why don't you do this regularly? And I said, oh, okay. And so <laughs> I organized, uh, well, I I was not trained as a trained actor, but I I love the theater. I'm a big, big fan. And mm-hmm. so I, I knew how, I'm, I'm a great organizer, so I know how to organize things. I knew how to stage things, although I was not trained. My background, I have a, a marketing degree, and I was a very successful businesswoman, entrepreneur in uh, Liberia. I had uh, several, uh, uh, you know, shops and, and, and offices, so I, so I knew a lot of these things. I knew a lot about business. And so I started doing this once a month by invitation only, inviting people and presenting one country. Say, for instance, if I'm going to present Ghana, it would be the food, the fashion, the arts, and people from that country would be invited and they would come. And so nice. that's how it started. And it grew Wonderful. and grew and grew. And um, so I came to Los Angeles, uh, Washington, D.C., invited to come to do a uh, pre- presentation for Bill Clinton's inauguration. My goodness. And uh, yeah, I, it was exciting, but. And and it didn't go off as planned, but I had a great time and decided, well, I'm going to stay and do something. And then I discovered the children. The children were so great. They, 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 they were so, I mean, they, it was like I was one of them. 
Mm-hmm. They treated me like an f- old friend from childhood. And I would tell them stories, and they would, they would be mesmerized. They, they would all sit around me, it, you know, so we, we had a little circle. Everybody yes. wanted to come near me. And I would tell them the story, and they would ask me questions. And we got to cooking because they would invariably, when you're talking about Africa or telling stories, we'll talk about food. And they wanted to know what African food was like. And then I asked the question, where do you think the food? They said to me, they hunt for the food, okay? I'm in Washington, D.C. I'm on Capitol Hill. So where do you think I get my food from? They say from Rock Creek Park. And I laugh and laugh, and they say, but why? So then I told them about the marketplace, the open-air market. Now, most of these kids are inner-city kids, so they've never been to a farmer's market. Mm-hmm. And so I decided, okay, I would take you to a farmer's market, and you will understand what it's all about. The other thing they wanted to know, they wanted to taste the food. I prepared the food and tasted the food, and they said, well, can you do a uh, African food workshop? And I said, wow, instead of doing this for adults, the people who really want to know are the kids. Let me do this for them. So I switch everything. So I still perform for adults, but I decided the cooking and the other things about Africa, I would give it to the children so that when they grew up, they didn't have to take a plane from here to Africa. But I would take them on an imaginary trip every this is time. beautiful, Vera. You brought Africa to them. Yes. That's what you and did. And that's what they like. And I also brought, because I, have, I also brought clothes, so all of my um, performances, I have uh, costumes for them to wear, and uh, we pretend we're in Africa. Like uh, one group I'm working with, I've been preparing Italian food, and I told them, well, if you want to travel to Italy, eat the food, and you'll mm-hmm. be there. Any culture you want to get to, you don't have to take a plane. Use the imagination. I'll tell them, close your eyes. We count from 1 to 10, and we open our eyes, and we're there. Because children like fantasy, and so do I. And so together we can go. And they love it. And I love the fact that they love it. I, I have the best, best, best time ever with them. And the the other interesting thing about what I do is the workshops are open to the parents. Parents, anybody, because I get most of my programs are funded by grants. Mm -hmm. And this is taxpayers' money. So anybody can walk into the classroom at any time. And I invite parents all the time because one of the things we're teaching children uh, the best nutrition 
you want the parents to be there. And you, so I would tell them about it, but give them recipes because I want parents to cook with the children. Because the reason I eat good food and I don't eat fast food is because when I was five years old, my mother took me to the market with her. And I love the rhythm, the open-air market. I love the rhythm. Oh, it was so great, <laughs> but you have to wake up early in the morning. And everywhere I've gone in this world, the first place I've gone to is the market to see what it's like because you meet everybody in that space. And I take children on um, uh, site visits and uh, to, to the market. I want That's them terrific. to see. A lot, of, a lot of times it's the first time in this market. And this is how you get them interested in eating well. Right. Take them to the marketplace. You know, it's it's interesting. Your, your website is sensational. And um, I know that we're going to talk about OPH, which is uh, the Palaver Hut that you, that you started. Um, do you want to briefly say what your mission and your vision is, or do you want to just move right over into what it is you do? Well, my goal, well, the goal I have is to yes. give my best service to humanity. Okay. The best well, service I think that, every uh, day. I, I, I think it's terrific. And I, like I said, I, I really want to encourage people to visit your website because you – you have you have a lot that you offer. You you have year-round in-school, after-school, and summer camp cultural arts education workshops for kids five to sixteen. But like you yes. said, you let others come as well, and you have these different categories that I just love: um, applied storytelling, culinary right. storytelling, dance and music. Oh my God, the drumming. I mean, you know, and and every culture has it. You could go yes. to Hawaii and you would feel the culture there because they yes. do the hula. So yes. what you've done, Vera, is you've taken your culture and yes. you've brought it to the young people and their families to Washington, D.C.s that otherwise may never have had this opportunity and I think it would be sort of interesting if you could tell people, because I think this is something that you will teach people about. Can you tell people what um, um, what it stands for? What does OPH actually mean? Okay. OPH is Oye Palava Hut. The Palava Hut is a real structure in West Africa. It's in the like you have the gazebo in your backyard mhm you know in, in in america so we have it it's a place in a community so it it's it's almost like a mini city hall where the elders and uh the the, the people of the village or that particular city where people of diverse backgrounds come together to settle disputes to 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 have a reception and to just have dialogue. So it's called the Palava Hut. 
Mm-hmm. And so is that is that saying is so is that it's a concept, but it is it's a real place. And so in every West African city, town, village, you have the Palava Hut. You have a place like that where people meet. And so this is the idea. The idea is to bring people together like you to have a conversation, to bring people together to learn about a culture, to bring people together to share their own interests. And so we do this through storytelling. Now, I can tell a story, and, -hmm. of course, everyone is a storyteller, but you have to encourage them. Because I want the children to know who they are from their stories. Like I teach them, okay, what do you have to do? I want you to tell me your name, your first name, your last name, or go home and ask your mother where you were born, where you started your life from, because a lot of kids don't know that. Mm-hmm. Many of them don't even know their phone numbers or their addresses. Wow. But by teaching them this, then they will have an interest in themselves. So I work with people. I work with cancer patients. Imagine uh, they've told you that you are going to, to, to be, you've got maybe three or four weeks, months, or whatever. And you... You have, a lot of your family don't know your story. So one of the things I taught a lot of the patients, get a tip recorder. Record things that you want people to know about you and share that. Somebody can be in there and be there recording, or if you don't have anyone, you record because the only two things you need as a storyteller, you need to use your imagination and you need listeners. And then you say, but suppose there's no one to listen. No, you be the listener. When you record your story, press fast forward and press play and listen to it. So if you don't have anybody, you be that person. But I want you, because if you don't tell your story, somebody will tell it for you. Yes. So I work with prisoners um, in in jail, and, and, and I tell them the same thing. Tell your story, because you can inspire yourself through your own story. You are greater than you think you are. Mm-hmm. And you may have had some kinds of, you know, little problems here and there, but don't let that define who you are. You're better than that. But it's through your story you understand your growth and your power. Now, with music, like the first thing I do with the, with the kids or with anybody that I work with, we first have to laugh. Like Wednesday, I will be doing a workshop on mindfulness. The first thing you have to do to get people to calm down is laughter. That's the first thing we open with. And, uh, you know, because 
if you're upside, you, I, I don't know what kind of day you've had. But sure. if you start to laugh, whatever was heavy come light. And then we can move on and do some things. So that's the that's... next thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, go ahead. Yes. No, you, I'm, I'm, I, I feel like I'm taking a master class. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but you see, when you, when you laugh, and, and you, you become so relaxed. Yes. Nobody can touch you. Nobody can make you angry. Whatever you came in the door with, that laughter will make it go away. And so I have some buttons, the laughter buttons. I press the button. Okay, mm-hmm. so we do doing spontaneous laughter. So is that what I just heard? A, Did what? you just push that button? Yes. Oh, that's funny. I push okay. that button. Yeah. You push this button. <laughs> How can you not laugh, right? Oh my goodness. I know. I know. So I'm 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 working with this. So you you have to laugh. So I love another laughing tool I have is my singing. A lot of people think every black person can sing. That is not true, because <laughs> I'm one of them who can. <laughs> but people, people, oftentimes I go to one of these entertainment and go, oh, you can sing, you can do it. And I say, ma'am, you don't want to hear my singing. <laughs> so once upon a time, so I was in the, the cancer center working with patients, and uh, I asked them if they wanted me to, to, to sing for them, and I started to sing, and people paid me actually to shut up. <laughs> it was so awful. Oh, how embarrassing. So, oh, my yeah, goodness. Yeah, so the, so the children, what I do with them, I say, okay, I'm a sing. I want you to help me. I'm a singer, so I'll start. And if it's good, thumbs up. If it's not good, thumbs down. They go, no, stop, stop, no more, no more, please, please. And then I shut, but at least they'll be laughing. And once you get them to that stage, you can ask them to do anything, and they will be willingly able to do whatever you ask. They're relaxed. Because they relax. Yeah, they relax. And And they also... To me, what also it, what it also says is you relaxed, and then there's the element of trust. Yes, and you combine yes. those two things, and you've got a winning proposition. And that's that's just on the storytelling side, but you can tell right. stories through a variety of mediums. And I I like I said, your website is phenomenal, and that includes dance. And that includes music. So you not only work with people that are outside the school-aged child, because you just talked about some of the people that you have personally visited, but in right. your actual school where, where you have these young people, uh-huh. they're learning drumming and not the kind that, that you saw in a rock and roll band. And they're no, learning no. dancing. So tell us a little bit about that aspect of storytelling about dancing and your music programs. Okay, so the drumming is called the djembe. The djembe is a drum from Africa. 
And uh, the heart is also a drum. And so just to get people relaxed and understand you don't have to be a, a famous drummer, only thing I want you to do, put your left, uh, put your hand on your heart and, and tap to that rhythm. Oh, wow. And then sometimes it's, oh, my God, this is going so fast. I said, where's your heart? Whatever you want to happen. You see, in Africa, the saying is the drum is the heart of the dance. And so you get them drumming is therapeutic. And so through this drumming, they are able to find their own rhythm, inner rhythm. And that inner rhythm comes from your heart. Mm-hmm. And as you play, as you play, as you drum to your heart, you start feeling confident. You start feeling relaxed, start feeling secure. And so we teach the rhythm, we teach the drumming. And through the drumming, why are you drumming? It's called a drum circle, where where you sit in the mid, uh, where you sit in a circle. Yep. And you have a somebody who the 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 master drummer, and they learn to count. It also help them with math. It also mm-hmm. help them with be by being mindful. And so the, the more you pay attention, the better you become. So now while playing the drums, somebody decides, oh, my God, this rhythm is moving me. I want to get up and dance. Yes, get up and dance, whatever dance you want. So there's no prescribed dance. The dance is your feeling, whatever you're feeling. So we, we, we offer this because, and keyboards, because, Again, I, I want children to have choices. So we have 20 kids who show up. And, okay, what would you like? One want to play the drum. One you, you select what activity you want, and that's where you'll go. Right. So nobody is forcing you to do anything. We just want you to have the opportunity to do that. Or if you want to cook, you can go into the next room and we can do cooking. I think it's the now, exposure that you're yeah. that you're describing because I'm I'm because you are a master storyteller. I believe you called yourself a professional storyteller. For me personally, and I would guess for those that are listening, you are drawing pictures in my mind. Even mm-hmm. if I didn't have your website up in front of me, seeing these beautiful children. Even if I was to close my eyes as you continue to speak, mm-hmm. I can see and I can feel what you're saying, and I can also relate. When I'm in the car, mm-hmm. when I'm in the car and I have music on in the car, I don't want to listen to traffic reports. I want to listen to music. Yes. I can't keep my hands from not drumming on the steering wheel. It's just part of what I do. And sometimes I'll be stopped you know, at a red light and I'll be looking around like, well, oh, people must think I'm crazy. And I think, I don't really care because the <laughs> no, beat is within me. 
right? The beat is within yes, me. Yes, the beat I is might in be you. singing along, but I'm definitely feeling it. And so when you talk yeah, you're about feeling, music, you're moving, your body's moving to it. Absolutely. It is absolutely moving to you're it. You're moving and to that rhythm because the, the, the human body, body is rhythmic. The ground exactly. is rhythmic, everything. So your body is moving. Because, and as we said, the drum is an extension of the human heart. Yes, makes it makes total sense to me. And it really yeah. doesn't matter what the what the um, type of music you're listening to, whether it's um, rhythm and blues, whether it's um, jazz, what, whatever. You know, you're if you're going to feel it, and if you don't feel it, my guess is. You don't listen to it because I don't know exactly. how you can listen to music and not feel it. And I would presume the same thing happens with your dancers as well, right? They feel it as yes. well. Yes. So what what it is? So we I have dancers that come in because, like I said, I can't teach everything. So <laughs> I have to bring in master teachers to assist me. Mm-hmm. So I stayed with the nutrition and the storytelling and and get other people to come in. Because, one of, in fact, one of the, the programs we have is called Jazz Appreciation. And this is teaching storytelling about the old the, the jazz masters like uh, Duke Ellington. Yes. He was a native Washingtonian, and he has a school in his honor. And so I partner with an organization called Capitol Hill Jazz Foundation. And what so we teach children, I'm teaching them to have an appreciation for jazz, which is America's indigenous music. Mm-hmm. A lot of the kids have young parents, and the young parents like uh, rap. Right. So many of them will not have the exposure to classics or jazz, because when you're growing up, what you, you what your parents play, that's what you go to listen to. Right. Until you become a teenager to buy your own radio. And to go in your room, but when you're young, whatever they have on the radio, that's what you're gonna to listen to. So now teaching them an appreciation. I was teaching one group about Charlie Parker, mm-hmm. and the kid says to me, "No, Auntie Oya, you made a mistake. His name is not Charlie Parker. His name is Charlie Brown." <laughs> okay, you, you. So I kept, I kept saying, "No, no, 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 no." His name, this man. Is at the more I said, the more so I decided. You know what? I'm not going to argue with this kid. She's mm-hmm. dead set on Charlie Brown. That's the only Charlie she knows, and it she doesn't funny. want to deal with Charlie Parker. So now, after I tell this story, then you start coloring. We have the coloring book where you color the artist and the instrument, the saxophone he's playing. Then the last piece of that, I bring in the jazz uh, saxophonist, mm. and he will tell, bring the instruments, 
tell them everything about the music, and then we have a parade that's called Second Line. The Second Line is a New Orleans tradition. When somebody dies or when they're having a wedding, they have a parade. Yes. And they're waving the handkerchief, and the, the, the person who's leading the parade is the musicians. And so... This this guy who is is the uh, premier saxophonist in this organization, he will come. His name is Herb Scott. So as soon as he gets there, the kid runs to the door and says, Are you Charlie Parker? <laughs> and he goes, No. She no. said, You must be Charlie Parker. <laughs> so finally... Oh Finally, and, and, and then she learned a song. So the only thing when she realized this wasn't Charlie Parker, so she said, well, can I sing this uh, Charlie Parker loves bebop, Charlie Parker. And, and, you know, so what happens with the kids with music, they learn differently. One person will remember, like somebody remember Ella Fitzgerald. Right. Somebody remember Nancy Wilson. So all these different jazz people I'm teaching them, somebody remember Duke Ellington and somebody else remember Louis Armstrong. So I don't know. You know, they're like sponge. They're like sponge. Mm-hmm. They, so, so you don't know what they're thinking until they let you know. And so, again, the reason I'm able to do this because when I was a teenager, I was exposed to music appreciation. Today, I've been a lifelong uh, uh, person, you know, fan of music, of entertainment, and I realized how that enriched my life, and I want to do the same for the children. And believe you me, it's more fun than I thought it was ever going to be, because the enthusiasm of the, the, the children it is just so unbelievable that I say, well, i got to keep, so I, I'm meeting kids for four days a week. Mm-hmm. So all of the children that I work with have exposure to all of the things in my program, the, the nutrition, the, the drumming, the dancing, everything. And anything they want, so first thing is teaching them how to tell their story. You, how, you have to get up. You have to introduce yourself in complete sentence. Wow. My name is John Brown. I'm four years old, whatever you want to say. And uh, we start because we got a theme. Like uh, another theme I have, you get up and say, what do you want to be when you grow up? You get up, I want to be a fireman. I want to be, whatever you want to be is up to you. Mm-hmm. And then we read a book. Everyone has to read this book. Uh, it's by uh, LeBron James. It's called I Promise. You have to mm-hmm. make promises. What do you promise? I promise to, to be a good person. I promise to study. And so all of these things, you put it out there, and then I ask the children, um, do you, they, they, don't, they don't have questions, they make comments. And what, what you would like, because when I am, 
when we're organizing our program, preparing for it, I bring the children to the table. What would you like to see? What would you like for me to teach you? Because those it's are the people that I work for. Yeah. Right. It, it sounds very collaborative. But what I also gather by listening to, to what you're saying is that if you're kind of a shy little kid and part of being a storyteller is to use your imagination and to step forward and say, my name is Joey Brown, mm-hmm. maybe what also happens, and I'm in the fourth grade and I have an older brother named Bobby, what yes. I hear from these kinds of exercises is, number one, it's not judgmental, and no. number two, it's a confidence-building. Maybe yes. you feel like, I'm going to stand up and say my name, but I can feel I'm embarrassed. I can feel my skin start to get a little bit hot. I, I feel like I'm going to start to cry. You could see all of these different emotions from these children based on their life experiences. And for them to be in a place with you and those that surround themselves with the people that that work with you and provide these children a safe place. Yes. You are just you are building the next generation of people. And I just I just think it's phenomenal and I, and and I I think that what you're doing is remarkable and let's let's talk a little bit about um the nutritional side of this because you may be um training the next master chef you just didn't know it right now um and they could be on a show you know down the road but and they're so I cute know, I know. they're so I know. cute with their with their chef hats on and all the way that they look so tell tell our audience a little bit about what happens in your nutrition aspect of your of your program well to be to be a chef you have to be recommended and to be a chef you have to tell us why you want to be a chef mm-hmm. and you want we want to know if you have an experience and so you get up my name is john brown i want to be a chef because i like to eat Oh, that's a good thing. Ooh, all right. <laughs> I want to be a chef because I like to cook. I want to be a chef because I I don't know. So you have to tell me why you want to be in this program. Because what what I will do with this information when I go, because, again, as I told you, my program is grant-funded. I will take these uh, testimonials and uh, say, well, you know, based on what I got from the kids, they're really interested. The other thing, children like good food. Mm-hmm. I've met children who have told me, four years old, that, look, my parents like junk, but mm-hmm. I like the food you prepare. This one kid told me once, she, I like the food I prepared, and she says, look, I have $20. I've been keeping it under my mattress. I would give that to you if you can come to my house and prepare food for me. Wow. So I said, yes, I could do that. She was seven years old. I said, but, you know, you have to talk to your, to your mother, your parents. She said, no, 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 I don't want her in it. Because she and my sister, I said, well, who you live with? 
she and my sister but to eat junk food and I, I, I don't want to eat junk food anymore. I like the food. I said, but you know what? You're a kid. This is not your house. You live with your mother. So how can I just come into your house and start cooking? What would I say to your mother? Mm-hmm. Well, she said, we have to come up with a story, but I don't want them involved. I said, they have to be involved to remember. So anyway, I figured, okay, she would forget. The following week, she came back with the same thing. I still got this $20. <laughs> and, and so I went to her homeroom teacher. So what is with this kid? She says, she's looking for attention. What she's telling you, she likes the food and everything she says, true, but she does, she needs the attention. And fortunately for me, she forgot, you see, because mm-hmm. if you don't see them for two, three weeks. And then I've, I've met three children have given me jobs. They've recommended me. Uh, one time I went, we had to go before a board to get this funding. And uh, when it came, I termed that the guy said, no, you, you don't have to because he had a summer intern who had worked with me as a student who told them everything about me and said, oh, you guys got to give the money to this woman. This kid was wow. only 15. Wow. I met another three-year-old kid. She went to a summer camp I had, and her grand uh, her grand aunt ran an after-school service. And she asked the woman to please bring Auntie Oya to tell the story. Well, the woman didn't know me. She kept asking everybody in the hill, who is this woman? She says, because every day this kid bugger. This kid is only three years old. This kid bugger so much. She couldn't read. <laughs> Did you call Auntie Oya? Did you call Auntie Oya? Finally, she gets them and she says, please, I want you to come and do a program. So when normally I would ask, who do I need to thank for this opportunity? Oh. And she said to me, Brianna. I said, Brianna. So I see this kid. She has on these very thick glasses, and she's in the corner. And she's winking at me. The kid is winking at me <laughs> that she was the one. She said, and I look at her. So, okay, thank you very much, Brianna. And today, or well, she's in college now in New York, doing a master's program. So wow. I, and another kid went home and from his class and told his father, you've got to, he took my card. He says, my father, I love this food. My father will hire you. He's got a lot of money. He can hire I said, you know, you're putting your father's business in the street. He says, well, I'm telling you. So he went, so when, when I called the father, he said, I know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's great! And, oh, and so wow. children believe you. They, they, you know, they're the best people. A lot of times, I say to them, "If you could write a check, I would never hang with adults. I hang with you." And also, we can write it. We can write it after, but nobody would. No bank would take nobody it. Would cash no. it. <laughs> yeah, we can't just tell us what you want to put on it. I said, you know, never mind. But the willingness, mm-hmm. they, and because what I found out, they are caretakers. They they love to 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 take care of people, and that it hurts me when I know that they have been abused. So, but yes. the nutrition program and. 
So every kid who's worked with me knows how to prepare a uh, fruit salad. And with a fruit salad, I'd use yogurt for dressing. So I, I don't have to do anything anymore. They all know how to prepare fruit salads. I, I cut up everything and bring it, and they put it together. Isn't that wonderful? And, yes, and as they're putting it, the they, first thing, the whole up, so I have three chefs every day, and the whole up, the teachers will recommend who the chefs will be. And they rec- mm-hmm. ask the rec- rest of the classmates when they pull up something, what is this? And say, so, oh, this is cantaloupe. And, and then they put it together, and they, they're giving them the directions as they uh doing the work. And so these days, I don't have to do anything, just stand there. Even if they make mistakes, that's fine. And you're yes. talking about shy kids. Yes, I've met a lot of kids who can barely speak. And what, and what happens? We, because you you don't, it's all voluntary. So what happens, that shy kids get the confidence by watching, by observing mm-hmm. every day, by participating, by just being there. And it, so the other thing for those people who are those children who are afraid and shaking, I have their back. So I stand, I let them know, I got your back. Mm-hmm. So I'm standing right in the back of them. And somebody said, oh, my, my heart is beating so fast. I can feel it in my mouth. I said, just calm down. Take deep breaths. So as long as they know I got that back, and gradually, because now they're all speaking through a, a, a PA system. Yes. So they can hear themselves. And once they know you, they're finally, okay, I feel good. After three Three, four times, they're on, they're on their own. So, oh, you don't have to stand in the back of me. I got it. But it takes a while. Certainly. And I'm sure that they all learn in their own particular way, you know. Yes. Um, but, you know, I, I, I just, I'm, I, I was that PTA mom. I was that mom in school that was very involved in the schools. And, you know, you could tell the children that were a little bit shyer, the children that maybe didn't have quite the confidence. And you're describing children that come from all different lifestyles. And, yeah. and, and, they, and they're all, I'm sure, progressing at their level. Everybody yes. doesn't progress identically the same way. No. And so these children that you have, are they, is this an actual school where they not only do all of the things that you've just described but are they are is this is this a during the school day that they're coming with you or is it well, after it's, the school no, it's day? after school after school programs okay these are after right. the regular guys like we start off like at four thirty. like this what about uh, during the summer do you have do you have oh, yeah, my the summer workshop is from one to six Okay. So in the so morning okay. they do academics, and okay. in the, the the afternoon. So for five five days a week for five weeks. Okay. Yeah, and, so and, I had and that wrong. Some, yeah. Okay. I I I will um, make note of that because I I wasn't clear about that. So you do not operate before school programming. No, no, no. This is this is this is after school. 
This okay. is after school because during the regular school, that's when they're doing all their lessons. So we operate after school because you remember they want to try to keep the kids engaged. Sure. And this is how so you keep makes... kids out of, of doing things that they're not supposed to be doing, especially right. in low-income communities. Sure. Sure. You always want to keep the kids occupied. So it's after school, and it's an hour, 10 minutes, hour, 15 minutes. So mm-hmm. we and, and uh, so we have our own curriculum. I so see. So like I say, uh, we have like these kids, okay, twice a week. So mm-hmm. uh, like on Tuesdays, I would do... On Mondays, I would do uh, nutrition and storytelling and and music. And then on the following day, we're doing just drumming and dance. I see. Can they continue beyond the five weeks? Can they continue to re-enroll? What, you mean for the summer camp? Well, yeah, in other words, so you, it's a five-week. But what about during the school year and they've done five weeks Oh, yeah, weeks it's year-round. They can continue. Yeah, it starts like uh, October to June, June 15th. It will be over because summer school will start June 20th. Got it. Okay, well, that, yeah. that, thank you. I, I will um, correct that in my blog because I, I misunderstood something and I want people to understand, you know, what it is that you do. So in these last few moments together, because I knew this time would just be like this could go on for hours. Do you have, and I will also let people know that there is a way that they can donate to you, that there is a donate button on your web page where people can support you. I'm wondering if you have any special events that are coming up between now and the end of the year that you'd like to tell us about. Well, again, we have uh, the GRIAs. Do you know what that term is, the GRIAs, right? I do not. So, well, griots is storytelling in French. Oh. Uh, and so, again, teaching. So in Africa, in Mali especially, so you have the griots. These are the keepers of the culture. And they either would sing the stories about the, the, the village or the community. So, and these are inherited positions. So I'm teaching the children to tell the stories of their families. So we'll practice and we'll have a performance at a theater where they get up and uh, we'll do drumming. And you can either, you can sing your family stories. You can Mm -hmm. rap your family stories. Mm -hmm. Or you can just do an oral performance. So, but it's it's up to you. But I'm teaching them how to tell their own stories, so that when they grow up and the kids I'm working, I think I'm, they're working from six years, from six to fifteen. I see. Yes, and so this this is the the, the big thing we have coming up this summer. So this is a dance. The dance. The Dance Institute of Washington D.C. So we partner with them. All right. And when it, right. so you, what, when did you say it's when when is it going to be again? What month? It will start June twentieth. 
Okay. So five weeks to July twenty twenty seven. Okay, so yeah. it's called. If I was to, because um, I, I I know that you're going to have to teach a class as soon as we're through here. So this dance, it's called the Dance Institute. Yeah, the Dance Institute of Washington D.C. Okay, of Washington D.C. I will um, I will Google that and see if I yeah. can find some information about that so I can include that so people can. Um, will it will it be something that people could see virtually as well as being yes, there in person? I, yes, I think yes, I think we'll be able to have that. But anytime, oh. because uh, they can always go on my website because I think whenever we have uh, any of these programs, I think right. we have we get we have what's what's the thing? Uh, Facebook. You do, and but I can Instagram. Instagram. Right, you have all of those things as well. But what I'm seeing on your website right now, because I actually went to that for your special okay. events, it talks about African dinner theater performances and catering. It, it currently does not mention what's coming up in June. So yeah, but, um, but it, yes, it will be the it it will be updated. Terrific. Terrific. Yeah. So you know what I can also do is I can encourage people, you know, to go back every now and then and and visit your website so that they can can stay updated. Um and like you said, you know, you have um all the social media and there's another that's another way. And you know, I Vera, I'm just telling you that this is I don't know where you see your future. Um I don't know where you visualize your organization being in the next five years, but you are so full of love and joy, and children all over. You you need you need to like um, you need to be everywhere. You, uh, we, there needs to be people like you in all these different <laughs> communities, so that so that because you know what school teachers. I mean, they can learn so much from what you offer. And I'm just so incredibly grateful for the stories that you have woven today in this podcast with me. It's just been sensational. Oh, 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 oh no doubt. Thank uh, you, you. You know, the, this work is amazing. I, I mean, tremendous amount of work, but I'm, I'm loving what I'm doing. Yes. You know, I love what I'm doing. Uh, it's it's like oh my god it's a great opportunity because I want to make sure that they learn something about mm-hmm. another place right. and want them to know that they 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 know about Africa some things about Africa the food the geography you know a lot of times I say Africa is not in China because a lot of kids don't know where it is right. It's a huge continent, yes. and and, so and you like I said, I was not. Oh, and and you know, it's it's funny because of all the places I've been in the world, um, Africa has absolutely come to the top, and where you and I can relate, even though we were not in the same parts. I mean, certainly I loved seeing the wild animals and 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 going on a ride, but yeah. it was the people. Yes. The people of Africa, regardless if you have no money or you're driving oh, a BMW, yes, that's right. it doesn't that's matter. Right. 
The children right. are in Soweto. The children, children were so right. beautiful right. because they were so happy. And that's what I'm just, talking about. You and and I can feel it. It, it. Anyone that's listening to this can also feel it. And rather than carry you on beyond the top of this hour, I want to respect your time and just mm-hmm. tell you that this has been a joy. Everybody should start their Mondays out doing something that they love. Imagine how you set the table for me today. So, oh, thank you so very much for this opportunity. I can't tell you my ancestors are dancing now. Oh, and so are mine. So yes, I'm going to so, send you a hug. They're so happy. Oh, have have a lovely week because you and I are going to both be thinking about each other for the rest of this day until who yes. knows when this week. So thank you. And for all so of you that are you. listening, make sure you visit this website and see how you can help them. Okay, yes. everybody. Thank until you. Until next time, have a until lovely day. Time. Thank you, Auntie. You too. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.